listening to the Self Love series brought to you by Sports and Social Mind. In each episode, we will be joined by some of Ireland's inspiring female minds. This week, Sophie Latouche is joined by entrepreneur, PR consultant and activist, Linda Coogan-Byrne. Hello, Linda. Oh, how are you doing? I'm like, I'm great. How are you? I'm good. I was just singing your praises there and I have so many questions for you. Let me move this a bit away. Oh my God, what a week it has been. Jesus. <laughs> I saw I saw your story a few minutes ago and you were drinking the red wine. Can we talk about the WHO please? You know what? I actually switched to a cocktail because it's not a nice bottle of wine. <laughs> um, yeah. And you know what? Come on, like the WHO. I thought it was a joke when I seen it first. I was kind of going... Is this a Margaret Atwood, Gilead kind of handmaiden's tale <laughs> yeah. joke thing circulating online? And then my friend went, no, Linda, this is the actual World Health Organization. <laughs> like, it's oh, crazy. God. And look, I suppose, obviously, for you, you are an activist. Sorry, we're, can I introduce you or do you want to introduce, introduce yourself? No, go, go on, introduce me. <laughs> so, Linda is, you are a pure and music consultant. Yeah. And you own the company Good Seed Pure, yeah? Yeah. Okay, so we don't stop there, because I actually saw that you're, you're a publicist as well? I am indeed, yeah. Yeah, and you're an activist? I am. Yeah, and you're also a nutritionist, sorry now. I am, I'm actually yeah, a qualified nutritionist, um, <laughs> did four years time, <laughs> I did, yeah. That's incredible. Um, okay, so look, I think, based on your WHO and the whole alcohol thing, I think we could start off talking about the activism and tell me what your activism is, how you got into it, and yeah, shoot. Yeah, I, I, like I, I'm in the music industry first and foremost. That's how I, I kind of my professional career. Um, I've worked with major labels, I've worked with indie labels, I've worked with up and coming bands, management companies, uh, whatnot. And throughout the last, I mean, since since I started in the music industry, I've always seen this gap of mm -hmm. you know this glaring gap of like where are the people of color where mm -hmm. are artists of diversity i don't see any people with disability around me like it was just literally just this white homogenized washed scene and that's yeah. not reflective of society and um, so there was always an issue uh, that i seen and it wasn't until covid that i kind of got stranded in ireland i went to i was living in london and i went back to attend a party and I got uh, stuck. I wouldn't say stuck because it was a really lovely experience. Um, yeah. In my sister's um, with my two nieces who are just absolute mad as brushes. I swear to God. Um, 10 and 11 now this month. But um, just kind of spending time with family and my sister and my nieces, which is something I never really did in that close proximity of like five months living together. Um, I just kind of said, you know what? Like if they want to grow up and be musicians or if they want to go up and, and pursue a career in music, like it's going to be really hard for them the way it was hard for me and, and loads of other people that I know and, and artists that I represent. So I think that was a really like deciding factor of, of um, whether to kind of look at the data. I had access to a lot of uh, data with regards to who's been played on the radio. And mm -hmm. I just said, Beckett, I'll do it. The industry was at a standstill because of COVID. So I did this report called the Gender Disparity Data Report. And it what it kind of showed was that uh, nearly 85% of Irish radio stations played white male artists on heavy rotation. 
and mm. which means that the breakthrough artists in Ireland and in Ireland's music scene was you know are, are predominantly white cis male, uh, cis male artists and 11% no, were yeah. Can I ask you one question? What is cis? So cis is someone that identifies as male. Someone that's born male, someone that identifies as male. It's basically the most heteronormative person who <laughs> identifies as the, you know, it's, it's what we would consider nor heteronormative. Um, yeah. So it's a straight male, a straight white okay. male, um, or a straight male. And um, yeah, so there wasn't any, like there was nobody from the LGBTQIA community. There was no one from... Um, you know, that had a disability, there was nobody that was visually impaired, there was nothing, there was no women, there was no people of colour, it was just a homogenised landscape. And yeah, so it was quite alarming. So we put out the report, we didn't really, I mean, we had no idea, like myself and Anya, my friend put it out, and we had no idea how big it would get, but it, it started a really big movement. Um, mm -hmm. And then we went over to the UK and we did one there, and we did one in Northern Ireland, we're working on one in the, in the USA, which is the biggest one that's ever been done in the world. Um, until next year probably but yeah so it's just been crazy like we've um you know i think it's like, like 100 and over 100 million views anyway of the reports and it's just been yeah, it's been a whirlwind but it's opened up a lot of conversations uh for people in the oh industry to kind of go they didn't have that data before and they do have it now so it's kind of like right okay so this isn't just an idea or or um an opinion or someone's yeah. you know oh this maybe things are bad like they are bad and this is the proof I listened to um, the season two of your podcast, Why Not Her? Yeah. Um, and obviously that's the name of the campaign as well. And what I found really interesting and what kept coming up throughout the whole podcast was the fact that you went in with your data and you went in with your data and you were yeah. like, this is it. Like, I'm not coming in here trying to tell you what I think, how I feel. This mm -hmm. is what the data is. This has to change. Yeah. And I suppose I also saw that you got a threatening email <laughs> from somebody within mm. the industry that obviously this, you know, you are you are a pure music consultant. So yeah. can you explain like what that threat was about? Yeah, I got I actually get it up because I swear to God, it was too funny. I was actually doing another thing today and it came up. Um, so basically I got this email from a headsuplinda at gmail.com account. <laughs> Right, I swear to God. I had, hi Linda, just given you an anonymous heads up as a friend. Everyone in the industry has been talking about you and the activity and the increased airplay for female artists that you were working on. Yes, your views and opinions on this matter. They are correct and it's great to see and I admire you for it. However, having said that, you're stepping on a lot of people's toes. It has gotten to the stage where enough is enough. The word is, is that if you keep stepping on people's toes, uh, it's pushing to the stages where music directors, stations and other outlets are going to blacklist and ignore you. And this will result in your clients receiving no airplay or coverage. Speaking to a lot of DJs and jocks, they've heard that they've heard it and enough. They've heard enough about this and enough is enough. Again, this is only a friendly heads up. I admire you for it, but I also don't want to be involved in this either. Take what you want from this. But as I just said, the above is just a friendly heads up. Lots of love, XOXO, like gossip girl. So, yeah. Linda, so like in terms of, okay, your activism, which mm. is gender equality, yeah. you know, equality on airplay, has that actually affected some relationships within the industry? Yeah, of course. I mean, I have been blacklisted from, radio, from some radio stations. I have had 
confrontations. I, I've had, I mean, I could publish that because it was anonymous. But I have got emails worse than that from DJs that I know. Are you serious? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so like, it, was just, how... it was just when I got this in, I was like, well, it's anonymous, so I can legally put it up. Yeah. I mean, I, I can't legally put up other ones that DJ sent me um, and heads of music as well. Uh, so, yeah, of course, it's affected. I mean, people don't like women asking for equality. Um, men true. don't like women asking for equality. Women who have powerful positions also sometimes don't like women asking for equality because it threatens their position as well yeah. uh, internalized misogyny is a big issue um so yeah it was it was quite um it was quite interesting and people that i'd known for like 15 years like 10 years 15 years you know were saying linda you know you're you're gonna lose your job you're gonna lose you're like this is a this is a big deal you know you shouldn't be doing this and i think i think you've done enough you should be you know pat yourself on the back you yeah. know you've done what you've done and i've made your point yeah 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 you made yeah. your point now shut up and get back in your corner okay um, so so with that then, Linda, like obviously this is the self-love series, right? And all that kind of stuff. So how, like, how are you such a badass that you're like, I don't fucking care. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to go harder. I'm going to go stronger. And I'm going to just call you all out now. Like, was that like a driving force for you? Yeah, like, I mean, it's, it's, firstly, it was over COVID and everybody, like most people that worked in the music industry lost their jobs. Like we were all, mm effect like you know so at that stage i really didn't have anything to lose because nobody knew when it would come back and i certainly didn't want to go back to the way it was so it was just a kind of um it was it, it definitely was something that i knew would affect my my um relationships with, with djs and my relationships with people in the industry um but at the same time i didn't really care you know if, if somebody <laughs> rang me and, and a lot of people did ring me and go linda i don't think you should do this i was like okay thanks a million for your advice Mm -hmm. off my phone book like I don't want people like that in my life and it was a very eye-opening experience as to who is good to have in my circle and who isn't and and thankfully people that were in my inner circle like my good friends and and, and whatnot they they are still the same you know they're, they're still there but people that I'd known and worked with and formed like what, what I thought were good relationships they showed their true colors and that was a real big learning experience for me like the amount of people that said Oh, you're you're feeding us to the lambs to the slaughter. You're oh, you're you're like a wolf coming in, and I'm kind of going. If me asking for equality and for like the voice of black people and the voice of people of color to be treated fairly and and for you to be inclusive, if that's me being a big bad wolf, you need to reprioritize your position of power and authority. Um, so I learned a lot about how authority is abused mm-hmm. and how sometimes the wrong people are are in positions of power so that I've, uh-huh. I've learned a lot and so okay obviously Linda like it sounds like it has brought you to a crossroads within I suppose the ethical work the kind of drive forward to see equality and your your own stuff so mm-hmm. like I suppose what what is what is the bigger picture like what is the bigger picture do you want to is this what you're going to just, you're going to pursue the shit out of it now? Like, you're just going to, yeah. that's what your focus is? Yeah, I mean, totally. Um, like, we've, the, the, first of all, like, the main people that can fix this are the, the main people in authority within, say, Ireland, within the government, within the UK and the government. We've already dealt with the UK. The UK are doing fantastic. Like, they're doing brilliant. <laughs> Ireland was really, really slow to react. So the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland 
they would be the main kind of people that can uh, enact a lot of change, a lot of structural change. They give radio stations their licenses. Yeah. So, yeah, so what we're doing now is actually tomorrow, I've been working on it all day with, with my colleagues. Like, we're going in and we're doing workshops with the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland. Oh. And, we're, and, and it's great because at the start, like, over a year ago, they were kind of like, yeah, good luck with that, Linda. Like, I don't think this is going to be a big issue. And then it was like, okay, right. So there's millions of people around the world that are, like, after commenting and, you know, we're getting in complaints and we're getting in this. And they have to, no choice but to take, no kind of, you know, action. And it's brilliant. It's a great. It's it's great to see that they are listening and they are taking it into consideration. Um, granted, we have to go to the president, we have to go to the Taoiseach, we have to go to all the ministers. We have to do that. But they are, and it's fantastic. So, Linda, the more I find out about you, I'm like, can I just shadow you for like a day? <laughs> no, like you're fab. You're amazing. Like I just, I just think it's amazing. And there was a, another question: Why did you delete Twitter? Like, is that a self care thing? Yeah, it's total self care. The shit I was getting, like I was getting rape threats, death threats, like uh, homophobic uh, trolling. I was getting just the most ridiculous DMs, and I just I was like, you know what? I I don't really want to put up with this anymore. It's it's not good for my mental health. Not that I cared because I can really I can shrug that kind of stuff off, but it gets tiring. You know, it gets kind of you're kind of like, oh hey, hi, like okay, you know, I just keep listening to this over and over again. So I just said, you know what? So what I did was I just switched um, my account over to the Why Not Her account and like the whole team have access to it. So I was like, you know what, just ignore the trolls and yeah. like, just, just handle the account. So it's great. So the whole lot of us are on it now. Um, and yeah. And so, that's going to that's gonna push the Why Not Her campaign. Yeah, yeah. So what we're doing is we're, we're branching out to um, a diversity and inclusion kind of company. I'm turning the Why Not Her um, collective into an actual company. And we're going to go around and we're going to literally uh, implore people um, to follow the, the rules that we've kind of set up, the guidelines that we've set up um, in gender action plans and diversity plans and racial inclusion plans. Um, and we're going to literally train people from the ground up in different organizations. And it's great because we've had like a, a good few bookings already and that it's just like the early stages. But it shows that people are willing to kind of change and they're, they're, they know what they're doing is, is not okay, it's not right. Um, so yeah, so we're going to, I mean, wh who better to teach them than people that have actually lived it, you know? And, Absolutely. And, um, yeah, so, so that's what we're doing. So that's kind of the next step and that's what we're kind of turning the Why Not Your Collective into. So it's going to be a company. It's going to continue being um, uh, the collective as well. So we're going to continue putting out reports. And we've a report coming at the end of this month, which is an annual uh, overview of how radio have fared what has changed, what hasn't changed. We've got a lot of complaints from the first one in um, about not including community radio and college radio. So we've included college, community and local radio. And it's so funny because they were all like, oh, you didn't include us because we're really, we're so much better. No, they're not. Yeah. <laughs> they're not so much better. Like out of 85 yeah. stations that we have um, downloaded all the data from, only three stations are at gender parity. Okay, and three... Can we three, call yeah, yeah, two, 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 two FM, Beat FM, and Spin103. They're the only three stations in the entire country that are at gender parity. And that, that includes um, diversity, that includes artists of colour, that includes um, artists that are LGBTQIA. Three, three, so, three. I, um, so, obviously, I am head of digital for Spin in Southwest. And it was right. funny. It was mm. funny because uh, Owen, so Owen Fitzgerald, he's my manager and he's the programmer down there. Mm. And we were all sitting at the desks on yeah. Friday and next thing he started 
spent next week's China at the 061 and we were all like yeah yes. you know so then I told him I was like look I'm actually interviewing Linda on Sunday yeah. he was like it's going to be a great conversation so it's yeah it's fabulous to know that like I'm part of something that is yeah doing well mm. and like what you what do you see I know that in that podcast that I listened to it was th- there was an American lady on she was fabulous by the way mm-hmm. love her Margaret, Mar- Margaret Ward is actually on the DNI team. Like she's just brilliant. Yeah, um, she, she actually formed, she formed women on air who are um, basically a radio presenter. Yeah, do you know women on air? No, but I was listening to podcasts. You should. If you work in radio, you should, and you're a woman. Um, so basically, they they're eleven years now going in Ireland, and they have been fighting for literally the last decade in something similar to what we're doing. Like you know, yeah. and. Margaret is someone I've always looked up to and I've always been like, oh my God, like she's just wonderful. And when she seen what we were doing, she just instantly got in touch and she was like, oh, girl, like, you know, <laughs> yes, how can I help? And it was just brilliant. It was like um, a kind of finding your people moment. Yeah. Um, and she's helped us and she's kind of been on the sidelines. And then in the last report, she was like, oh, fuck it. Like, I'm just going to get involved. So she's now on the team. Because she's yeah. just amazing. Um, she's actually Irish. Her granny... Uh, is Irish and she moved over to the States and she was, she's just, a, her family, her history is just brilliant. It's actually, um, her and Louise Bruton, an Irish journalist, is on one of the episodes of the podcast and it's just, it's brilliant. The two of them tell their story and, and we all have backgrounds where our, our grannies are all from farmers, like, it's just brilliant. Yeah. But, um, but yeah, she's, she's wonderful and she's been such a huge, um, just a huge, uh, it, like, she's just been such a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant person to have from get go on this project and um, cause she's lived it. She's, she has seen the last 10 years of people going, yeah, but no, yeah, yeah. but no. Like, yeah, women's voices are like, yeah, but no. And she, mm-hmm. like, she's amazed at what we've achieved in such a short period of time. So when she's seen this doing so well, she was like, well, I, I need to, you know, I need to get, be involved and to help out. And yeah, so she's, we're, we're all in the same team now. So it was brilliant. So she's That's fantastic. amazing. I'm absolutely delighted to hear that because I was yeah. like, Listen to the podcast, so I was like, I wonder, like, have they worked together? But it also sounds like what you can offer her also is kind of that structural data mining sort of a thing that, you know, because, like, as I said, when I was listening to the podcast, it was like, data is power. And I think it sounded like women on air, that was something that maybe they were kind of missing from the start. So yeah. it's just coming together. And it's just, mm. I, I have goosebumps. I have a podcast as well. So I'm like, yeah. I'm mm. like, go ye. I'm like, thank you, you know? Yeah, yeah. It's great when it comes together. And, and again, that is, it's the lack of access um, to transparency in Ireland. That is the cause of a lot of issues. Like if you look mm-hmm. at the, you know, the mother and baby reports, like there's no transparency there. Even the women that did give statements, they suddenly disappeared. They suddenly lost over 500 statements and not just like lighthearted statements, gut wrenching, like trauma, like just horrific. And they just accidentally lost them. Um, so, you know, there's, there's a serious lack of transparency. There's a lack of availability to transparency. There's a lack of availability to data um, mm-hmm. in Ireland. And I'm just going to hazard a guess because it's because the whole thing is just completely homogenized and one-sided and they probably don't want people to have access to it. But, um, but hopefully with this type of reporting that we're doing, 
uh, because it hasn't been done before, it will prompt other people to go, you know what, I, I can actually, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start looking into this more. Like there's different <laughs> platforms that you can use, like there's different, um, I mean, I use Radio Monitor, like I pay for it, like my company pays for it. Um, and it is an expense, you know, I, I invested a lot of money in the campaign. Um, and, you know, knowing that I wouldn't get any of it back, but my, my return is seeing women being played on the radio, you know, and that's, that's, uh, that was the investment that I got. But with other people, like it, it does, it, it, you do have to have that type of clout. You do have to have either connections or the finances to actually do this. And it actually shouldn't be the way it is. It should be that the government can access this type of stuff. There should be departments in the government, in like ministry and stuff like that, where they can access this and do up the data so that we know what's going on. But Absolutely. That isn't the way it is. And so just a little bit about yourself, Linda. Because obviously there's amazing things that, like, there's amazing things that you've done. But I suppose, uh, like, this might sound a bit personal, but mm. from somebody that likes to keep busy and up my fingers and all the pies, mm. running away from myself for a few years, now I'm, like, striking the balance. Like, yeah. what was your life like? Um, yeah, it's busy, like. I, I have a busy life. Um... But I, 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 I have a busy mind, you know, it's like, okay. having said that, like I do, I, I have my calm moments where I paint, I do art, you know, I, I play music, I can play about 12 instruments. Um, mm. And I, you know, that's my chill. I, I write, I'm, I'm over in Portugal at the moment writing a book. Um, yeah, yeah, I'm in Portugal, yeah. So I'm just, the swimming pool's right outside. Um, yeah, like I'm, I'm. You know, I'm I'm busy, but I I always kind of make sure I have some sort of balance yeah. and 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 level because I'm a workaholic, so I I have to try and have that type of a balance. Um, I don't, I, I've never consumed caffeine or anything like that, so it's basically just adrenaline. <laughs> you, you don't even drink coffee. No, I don't drink coffee. No, 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 no caffeine. Um, Linda. Yeah, I know. Cass I can't. I'd, I'd rattle if I had one cup of coffee. I'd be rattling. I don't know how people do it. I, I don't. I mean, I like I the smell of coffee. I don't understand how you can drink it. I have the one in the morning, and then I always have a second. And like, it's like I play a little game with myself. I go for the second. I'm like, you're going to be anxious after this. But yeah. I just, I don't know. There's something psychologically that makes me think I'm going to do more. You know? Mm. Yeah. So, Linda, is there any kind of tips or self care? regimes or routines that you have like is it going for a bath is yeah. it kind of putting a face mask on what's your like go-to yeah I, I i drink a lot of water um i always have okay. done and i from a very young age i did a lot of crystal work crystal workshops crystal therapy no some, no some no might be like oh no linda like, but I'm obsessed with crystals. I now yeah. love you. Like, yeah. this is my little oh, black nice. obsidian. Obsidian, yeah. yeah. No, sorry. Oh, my God. Okay, I'm so obsessed. Okay, I'm a fan yeah. girl now. Totally. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So, I, I just, I've always been in, interested in that. Um, so that's a real balance for me. Like, I mean, I have, like, a table, like, in the over there, and it's all, like, full of my crystals, and I come down, and I do, like, my morning ritual, and I'll kind of do a little meditation. Um... And if I don't do that, I do really feel off. And especially like working in the like campaigning and working because my job as in my job is quite like full on, like it's quite stressful. Like, and I do a lot of consultation 
um, like Good Seed, I have a team now and they've like since probably two years ago, they've kind of handled a lot of the radio stuff in Ireland. Um, mm -hmm. I've been in London and I work, you know, music videos, I work in music sync, TV shows, like stuff like that. And I, I, I've been doing that myself the last few years. So I've kind of, I haven't, funnily enough, I haven't actually been in radio a lot. It's been my, my team, um, which, is, which is funny because everyone's like, you're blacklisted. And I'm like, well, I haven't worked in radio in about five years. So, <laughs> thanks. Um, yeah. But, but yeah, so it's kind of, um, yeah, just kind of, you know, make sure you're, you're always hydrated and, you know, surround yourself with good people. You know, if, again, as I said there a, a while ago, I've learned a lot in the last year that some people are just, they're toxic if they don't, if, if they're not on the same page as you. And it's not to say that everyone has to be the same, but if, you, if there's a frequency that people give out, and okay. if you're in a room and someone is not on the same frequency as you, you do feel it. Like, you're either like, oh, oh yeah, my energy is zapped, or else it's like, yeah, I can bounce off you. Um, so it's like surround yourself with people that inspire you um, and that support what you support and have the same kind of goals. And I mean, the world is, is you know, it's, it's absolutely fucked at the moment, you know, let's put it spade as <laughs> a spade. Uh, and it's, it's so important to have a safety, uh, a safety net, a balance, something that, an equilibrium that keeps you afloat because, you know, it's been a very scary period. You know, it's been an, an extremely intimidating period for people with, uh, you know, that suffer from mental illness or, or mental kind of, you know, uh, issues where they, they, they have depressive episodes or they can have, uh, mm -hmm. you know, in, internalize a lot of things and not have any outlet for it. So it's just important to kind of, you know, I, I talk, I talk to people. I don't generally keep things in. If I'm feeling terrible, I'll say, you know, I rang my mum the other day. Uh, I was in the Sunday Times and it was a two-page spread. It was like my first actual interview myself because I've been in right. lots of papers, but it's been kind of with the collective. But the Sunday Times were like, we want to run a piece on you. And I was like, on me? And like, yeah, I was like, okay, cool. So I, like, I was in Portugal and my mom was in Ireland. And I said, can you buy a copy of this, please, anybody? And I was in the family group and like nobody replied. And I was like, like, <laughs> So um, my aunt got me one, thankfully. And, uh, you know, that really upset me, you know? So I rang my mom the next day and I was like, I, my feelings were really hurt. And she was just like, oh my God. She goes, you've been in so many papers. I didn't think yeah. this was any different. And I said, no, like it, it is different. Like the fucking Sunday times. But, um, but yeah, so it does kind of being vocal. Just simple things like that. Because if you internalize that stuff, and yeah. if, you, if, if that eats at you, it does infringe on your happiness, on your mood, on your, you know? So it's just being, you know, being open and... There, um, it's difficult the, fact that the fact that you're being open, there was one thing that I suppose I was like looking through your highlights mm. and you, you, you had a comment about yourself that you said that you never thought that you could work in the industry because of the way that you look. Sorry now, Linda, you're yeah. fabulous. Can you please explain that? <laughs> I wasn't, I... I I was, I don't know, I was a middle child and my older sister was absolutely dropped dead gorgeous. Um, my younger sister was beautiful as well. And I always had that kind of middle child syndrome kind of, where do I belong in the world? And, you know, I was very different to my, my siblings. And um, yeah, and, and when I went into the industry first, um, I just got so much like harassment on, on image. And it was like, and, you know, especially and it was just, and then I start dyeing my hair dark. And I was like, I'm like, you know, always bling, always like, you know, skirts and heels and like fake lashes and like, you know, and it was, and I was just always trying to be something to keep up with everybody else. Um, you know, I used to go to all the events and all the shows and I hated it. Like I yeah. absolutely hated it. And, um, 
it just wasn't me. And, I, and, I didn't, and then I realized that I don't really have to do this. I mean, if I'm working in radio, I just go into the radio station and that's my job done. I don't have to go out with all the DJs. I don't have to do this. And it was that pressure of like, no, you do. Like you have to, because another person is doing that and this other person. Yeah. So there definitely is that thing of like, how do you find your place in an industry that's so debauched? Because it, mm-hmm. it absolutely is. Um, yeah. And then you see people with like, you know, drugs issues and, and uh, drink issues and the, the, you know, substance abuse and stuff. Thankfully, I never suffered from, I, I just never did drugs. Um, but a lot of people do. And some people, you know, it's their choice. That's what they do. It's what they do. <laughs> but yeah, so it was a lot of, there was a lot of pressure. And it was like, then it was like pressure on your image, pressure on how you looked. And yeah, so I did go in and out of, you know, and I, like some periods I'd like pile on weight and some people, sometimes I wouldn't and then I would and I wouldn't. And it was I like, I feel you on that. My yeah. God, it was just, it was just so, up and down and it was just always trying to contest with like, oh, I have to, have to be this way and I'll, you know, I'll serve myself this week and then I'll like, I'll eat next week and it's just ridiculous yeah. stuff. Like ridiculous. So how, God, how, yeah, how did you fix that? I read that, a lot of self-help books. Like I okay. read a lot. I mean, I still have them dotted around. Like, um, I just, I nourished my mind. Um, I, you know, and there's no other way about it. Some people think that's a bit flaky and, oh, that's, you know, self-help books. But it really did work for me. Like, um, and like Brene Brown and stuff like that, like being vulnerable and like understanding why you're, you might be vulnerable and being open to, again, just like kind of translating how you feel and expressing how you feel. It's just so important. And that's really how, like, I navigated through a lot of the obstacles that were in my way in life. Yeah. Okay. Well, okay. Well, Linda, I think we're going to leave it there because yes. I could literally talk to you until next week. <laughs> I think you're fab. I'm definitely a fangirl. Class. You're class. Lovely, lo- absolutely lovely to chat. And it's great yeah. what you are doing. It's great that you are kind of, you know, opening up the conversation and, and getting tips and, and chatting to people. And, you know, it's, it's fantastic and it's important to kind of share yeah. that, that, that good, uh, good vibes, positive vibes exactly. and good frequency. Exactly. Well, bye, Linda. Easy. Bye bye. Good luck with the wine out here as well. Thank you. Thank you. Take care, babe. Bye bye. Bye.